We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Hey everyone, welcome to the Rotor Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It is Monday. It's August 28th. It is 2023. We have 12 baseball games to talk about here on today's podcast. Joined today by my good buddy, Keith Eister. Eyes 819 Keith, um, getting the late call in from the bullpen to start the game. Not even out of the bullpen as a reliever. Filling in uh, for our good friend Will today. Uh, appreciate you. I mean, I, te- I literally text Keith like an hour ago. Um, so um, huge shout out to Keith for willing to come on and talk about 12 games of baseball. Um, and I know I absolutely ruined his Sunday night. <laughs> All good, man. Happy to be here. Always happy to step in and help out when a colleague needs needs a fill-in. So uh, we've got a fun one here tonight. Braves and Coors Field. Like, we're definitely going to have to talk about that. We're going to have to find some cheap pitching. we got 7K Ronald Acuna, so... This should be a, a fun little slate, fun big slate here, I guess, on a Monday night. Yes. Um, I don't know what the <laughs> the sports world is doing to me. Scheduling a NASCAR truck race on Sunday after being at Daytona. I, I got home at like 2.30 in the morning on um, Saturday night and then had to get up and do truck content on Sunday. So don't know what NASCAR is doing to me. Um, I don't know whose idea it was to run a truck race on a Sunday after running Daytona on Saturday night. And then I literally opened this slate a little while ago and I go, 12 games? Are you kidding me? What are we doing? It's Monday, a Sunday night podcast. Like, oh, so yeah, fun. You said fun. We have a 7K Ronald Acuna. So, hey, we could play Zach Granke for like 6K. So. <laughs> um, we'll talk about that. Yeah. I mean, the, the conversation about the Braves is going to be very interesting. Um, glad you even brought it up, but yeah, very expensive Atlanta as they, they should be potential weather in cores, um, which is fun. 
you know, so we'll have to see what Kevin Roth has to say about that. But um, yeah, the game opened, I think at like 12 and a half. I was like, oh, that's probably not high enough. Gomber against Atlanta in course. So we'll talk about that when we get there. Uh, but yeah, I mean, this is uh, slaping, shaping up to be a, a solid slate. Um, so what's up, YouTube? Hope everyone's having a fantastic Sunday night. Brent, Derek, top shot. Derek says, so thankful Priest and Blaney are okay. Dude, I'm telling you right now, um, Ryan Blaney, very, very thankful to Dale Earnhardt Sr. Because that was the same type of wreck that killed Dale Earnhardt. And that wreck with Dale Earnhardt changed NASCAR and the safety of NASCAR. And uh, that wreck with Dale Earnhardt has saved many lives moving forward. Um, And yeah, Blaney's hit was hard. And I've seen a lot of flips. Rusty Wallace's flip at Daytona comes to mind. Um, I've seen a lot of flips, but I have not seen many flips where they gain speed in the middle of the air, like Ryan Priest's car did. It looked like a video game. Um, it was it was incredibly wild. Like you just heard because I was I'm on the front stretch for the race most of the time, ninety percent of the time, and you just heard the stands go <gasps> like a, just everybody. Like it was because I mean you see cars flip and you're like, all right he's okay you see that car flip and you're like man so um it was wild wild night at daytona um shout out to chris busher winning on saturday night um shout out to me getting um second third and fifth and outrights on xfinity and being absolutely tilted all night friday night so um <laughs> let's let's talk baseball nascar talk is over we got some baseball um so let's get into it and have some fun here we all i mean in the back of our head, as we're breaking down these games, Keith, we have to remember we do have Atlanta in cores against Gomber. We know their prices. Are you, before we even get into the games, are you thinking about like trying to get some of these cheap pitchers? Like, as we're breaking these games down, like, is your mind on, I need to get some Braves today? Yeah. I mean, I think you have to have some interest in Braves. I know they're insanely expensive, but this is a team that we target on a, a slate like a daily basis every single slate that they're on um they're the best offense in baseball by a mile they're even better against lefties and they get gomber today so yeah i think you need to be looking for some cheap pitching certainly i'll have some lineups i I usually make 20 to 25 lineups um i'll have some where i'm paying up for pitching but the braves will be a huge focus and i think there are pitchers to get it done um well obviously as we're going game by game we'll break them down Uh, but there are several pitchers in that like 7k range there's a 6k guy or two like we we can make it work. I did put together like if you do a six K and a seven K pitcher, and then a full Brave stack, you have like twenty nine hundred left for your your other three spots. So it is very tough, but it's doable if you're willing to uh, spend down a little bit of pitcher. All right, just want to get that out there. Like my in my mind, like in my head, I'm like, all right, well, I'm I'm gonna be searching for some cheap pitching because I mean, I don't know if you're going to fully stack Atlanta today and trying to pinpoint like three of those bats is always really tough, but Atlanta has to be in the conversation today. Um, assuming that with weather is okay and Roth gives it a green light. So we start with the white Sox and the Orioles nine total in this game, Baltimore two twenty five favor. We got Kopech and Rodriguez facing off against each other. Um, Kopech left the last game a little early. Uh, it was like cramps, not too concerned if they say he's good to go. Um, August cramps for baseball pitchers are nothing new. Um, it's extremely hot. They are, they, I mean, they run so much. I don't think people realize just how much like pitchers run. So like the fact that like they cramp up um, doesn't shock me. 
Any interest in Kopech here at 6,300 going up against Baltimore? A tough matchup, but this price is right in that wheelhouse for what we were just talking about. If you want to fit some Braves in, you're going to have to be willing to play some cheap pitchers. Um, Kopech has had a rough season. His strikeouts are way down. Um, he's under 23% on the season, so we're just sitting right around league average, 22.8%. But he's 6,300. Um, I don't love the matchup for him, but it's the price tag. I think you have to have some interest. He's not my favorite 6K pitcher on the slate, uh, but he's in the pool just because of, of slate dynamics. Yeah, we keep saying his strikeout rate's down. It's actually up. He was like a 21% K rate guy last year. He's almost at 23%. Like we are thinking Kopech of like two years ago where he was just blowing the ball by everybody or walking them. And I mean, his walks are way up this year. Um, so, I mean, it really hasn't helped situations as well. But I don't disagree with you. Um, again, like the whole reason I brought up the Braves is because, I mean, you're going to be uncomfortable with your pitching if you're playing Braves. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think Kopech would be someone I'd be willing to take a shot on um, in this range. I mean, there's a few guys that I think you could just X in this range. And I don't think Kopech is one of those guys you like instantly X, depending on like the tournament you're playing. Um, one of the, this goes back to like, do we really need to five stack Braves and play these pitchers too? Uh, Rodriguez on the other side of this game, one of my favorite pitchers on the slate. Um, it shouldn't be a shock to anybody. I'm a huge uh, Grayson Rodriguez fan. I think he's extremely talented. Um, we've talked in depth about how his velocity has picked up. Had a tough matchup last time out against Toronto. Got a little babbipped in that game. Uh, he was generating ground balls. He wasn't generating as many swinging strikes, but he was still striking guys out. So I I like this spot for Rodriguez a lot. This is a um, Chicago team that typically has four to five righties in the lineup. We know he's much better against righties, so um, just not too concerned about the lineup overall. So, yeah, very interested in Rodriguez here. Yeah, I love this spot for Rodriguez. Uh, 7500 very fair price. The White Sox just are not a strong offense. They're near the bottom of the league in WRC Plus against righties. Not a fantastic strikeout matchup for him, um, but he's got the stuff. I, th I still think you're looking at, at five, six Ks as a like a floor. Um, the pitch count has been really good. He's been over 90 consistently since getting called back up. So looking at about 95 pitches in, in a great matchup, 7,500, a little bit too cheap for that. Yeah, just, I mean, the price is super appealing for a guy we know is capable of 20-plus. Um, if you're not fully stacking the Braves, you find a cheaper secondary stack, or if you're not playing Acuna in your stack. or I, I think Grayson Rodriguez is a guy that will get some ownership today uh, for sure. Let's, uh, let's talk some bats. Anything – I mean, White Sox are cheap. And, you know, that was something that I noticed when I was, like, doing my initial research on the slate was, like, outside of Robert, everybody's under 4K. Like, they're really, really cheap. Um I don't know if it piques my interest enough, but I mean, the pricing is kind of nice. Yeah, super cheap. I think you could use them as a, as a mini stack. Um, Benintendi at 3,500, um, not, a, not a huge power guy, and I definitely don't want to play him on his own. Um, just five home runs on the year. Tim Anderson has had a brutal season, but he's, he's 3,200. Um, like none of these names are exciting. That's kind of the problem here. Andrew Vaughn is a guy with some pop at, at 3,300. Mankata just been, been terrible this year. It's not exciting, but I, th I think you can use them as a, a mini stack, um, going with the cheap guys here. Baltimore bats against Kopech. I mean, this is the guy, this is a type of guy that we like to stack against. Um, you know, when 
you got a guy that's walking guys almost the same amount that he's striking guys out. Um, that's the type of guy you love to stack against. I think that Kopech potentially gets a little ownership today too. Um, this is a guy that's capable of giving up multiple home runs in a start. He's capable of walking three to five, six guys in a start. Um, I think the Baltimore stack is is kind of sneaky here. I don't think they'll be that chalky. Yeah, I, I like Baltimore a good amount in this spot, especially the lefties. Um, Rutschman and Henderson, the top two, obviously. Mullins has, is getting hot here recently. His price is climbing as well, though. He's up to 5K now. So it's not the cheapest stack, um, but I definitely think that you could chase some home runs here against Kopech. You could fully stack them because of that walk rate. Ryan O'Hearn at 3,300 might be the best option if you're looking for for a cheap guy. Um, Frazier's been decent. He fills second base. He's 3,400. So there are there are cheap bats that you can plug in with your your Rutschman and Henderson and and Mullins guys to to make the full stack work for sure. Just the, I mean it's the upside um, for sure. They're expensive. You know I think that we'll talk about a few expensive stacks today. I, you know typically we'll say like hey this is a pivot off of like the chalky you know stack. There's no pivots off of Atlanta. You're just hoping that. Atlanta hits like three or four home runs instead of like six or seven home runs. So, <laughs> I mean, their prices is is just it's that's the downfall of Atlanta today. All right, we got Nationals and Blue Jays eight and a half total in this game. The Blue Jays a two fifty favorite. We got Gaussman and Gray facing off against each other. Any interest here in Josiah Gray? No interest in Gray for me. Um, Toronto's had their struggles this season, but Gray has as well. Um, He's been a little bit better. Very right-handed Toronto lineup, which is is nice for him, but I don't think I'm paying 7700 uh, If I'm trying to save some money, I, th- I think I can go even cheaper than this here. He's done a great job this year limiting power to righties. Um, a lot better than lefties. Obviously, we like to target lefties against him, but his strikeout rate and walk rate, like his strikeout rate dips, his walk rate has increased le- recently um, against righties. So um, overall for me on Josiah Gray, if he was like 6,500 in this spot and like he's in that conversation of being like a punt pitcher, um, I think then we could potentially have a conversation, but I think we're going to find um, better options on the slate than Josiah Gray. Uh, Kevin Gaussman on the other side of this game. I mean, what six, seven really clean innings, um, five to eight strikeouts puts up 25 to 35 fantasy points in this spot. 11, two, um, I mean, floor-wise, one of the best floor pitchers on the slate. But, I mean, he's 11-2. We got a lot of bats that we like today. Like, even if you don't like Atlanta, there's a lot of spots that you like for bats today. I I mean, I don't think you would argue with, like, Gaussman is probably, like, the highest floor guy on the slate. But also, like, you know, he's he's expensive. Yeah, it's the the price. I think that bats are going to be what you win the slate with today. And you you just – try to survive at pitcher. So spending up for Gaussman, I don't see this as like a ceiling type performance, kind of what you were just speaking to. Washington's been a lot better here recently. Um, they they haven't struck out all season long, but now they're starting to hit a little bit too. So on paper, it looks like a pretty decent matchup for, for Gaussman. Um, but I, I don't think that I'm going up here very often to this range. Um, there's, there's enough talented pitching in the cheaper range that I think I'll I'll be focusing on spending my money on bats. If that's what the entire field is doing and Gaussman's coming in 5% owned, then maybe I change my thinking a little bit. But as we break this down as a first look, I, I think I'm spending on bats today. I love paying up for pitching. 
Um, because I always feel like you can find diamond in the rough hitting, always, um, on any given slate. But I mean, I agree with you today. Like pitching, um, as much as I like Gaussman in this spot, pitching has to be the priority today. Uh, Washington bats. I mean, I got nothing here. I'm not really interested in Washington in this spot. Yeah, no interest against Gaussman. He's one of the best pitchers in the league. Um, yeah, zero interest for me too. Toronto on the other side of this game. Bichette's banged up. Chapman's banged up. Um, we'll see if they're back in the lineup or not. No uh, off Monday. It, like this, almost the whole baseball, like MLB is playing on like what they started. Most teams probably started on like Thursday or Friday. So like they're going to have a nice stretch here. We're going to see a lot of bullpen arms um, at some point this week. Um, Toronto bats, a couple guys banged up. We don't really have like left-handed power to really kind of attack with. Um, Josiah, I mean, Varsho is really cheap. Um, I, I like belt, but I would rather find a different first baseman that maybe has a little bit more ceiling, even at this price point. Uh, what are your thoughts on the Toronto bats? Yeah, not, not a lot to like here because there just isn't any left-handed power. Um, I think belt and Varsho are the two guys you maybe try to use as one offs looking for a cheap home run against gray, but I don't think I'm stacking here. Gray's been solidly average this season. Um, so and, and Toronto's had their struggles too. Now they're dealing with a couple of injuries. So I think I'm off Toronto. I think I am too. Like I said, like if Josiah Gray was like 6,500 here, I would like, I would legit have a thought on like how I want to approach Josiah Gray here, but yeah, just, yeah. Houston at Boston. Let's talk my Red Sox. We got the Astros in town this week. Um, nine and a half total here. Red Sox, a slight 125 favorite. They're more of a favorite because Christian Javier just hasn't been pitching well. Um, Chris Sale on the other side, he came back and um, he's looked okay in his three starts. His pitch count, nice little 15 pitch increase there. Uh, let's talk... Christian Javier first. Any interest here? I have zero interest in Christian Javier. Uh, Baltimore's or Boston, rather, is going to throw a bunch of lefties at him, and he has one of the widest splits in his strikeout rate in the entire league. Strikes out just fifteen and a half percent of lefties compared to twenty eight and a half percent of righties. So Boston is just going to get really left handed on him, and it extremely limits the upside for Javier. I have zero interest. Yeah, I just. I can't tell you the last time I was interested in playing Christian Javier. Like, yeah, I mean, I don't like it at all. Chris Sale on the other side here. Houston, uh, man, they've been a tough team to figure out this year. I will say, like, they are really healthy. Um, much better team against righties, but they're still really good against lefties too. Um, any interest in Sale here? <sighs> I like. I don't know how it. It was nice to see the eighty pitches last time out. I don't know how much they push him beyond that. If I'm only getting eighty to eighty five pitches in this spot, ninety five hundred is not a price tag that I love. We've talked about slate dynamics a bunch already. I just like the. I know he was pretty good against Houston last time. The strikeouts were there anyway, nine strikeouts. But facing a team back to back like this, ninety five hundred for a guy that I'm not sure can will go over eighty five pitches. I'm probably out on sale. Uh, glad to see him back on the mound. Hope hope he has a bunch of success the rest of the year, but I'm probably sitting this one out. <sighs> I, I'm, I'm undetermined on what I want to do here. Um, like, he's under contract one more year. 
Like he's next year, he's ba- he's back with the Red Sox. I looked this up earlier, so he's back with the Red Sox next year, and then the club has the option in twenty twenty five. Big big paid guy, so we'll see. But they are in a playoff push. I mean, Toronto's backed up to them now um, a little bit, and I mean, this series matters. Like when you're looking at the wild card for the AL right now, this series matters. Um, we're getting closer to that point, Keith, where like we have to really like start thinking about like what teams need to do what to have a chance to make it. And like if Boston can get like with Tor- with Texas, like absolutely stinking recently, I think they're like one in nine in their last 10 games or something. Uh, hasn't been good for the Texas Rangers, but with Boston kind of going on a little push here, man, like if they can get a sweep of Houston. They're all over Houston as far as the standings for the AL wildcard too. So I think they push sale to 90 here. I think 90, but I wouldn't be shocked if he goes more than that. Like earlier this year, we saw him go from 81 to 94 and then 83 to 98. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if he is in that 90 to 95 pitch range here. And like, I'm still on the fence on what to do because I I really do think that Chris Dale is not going to get any ownership today. Tough matchup, really tough matchup. Um, so I'm on the fence. I am undecided on Chris Sale right now. There is a guy in this range that I love today that we'll talk about. Um, he's my favorite pitcher on the slate, so we'll talk about him in a few minutes. But yeah, I, I am I'm like on the fence on Chris Sale right now. If you're playing large field tournaments, like if you're a mass multi-enter guy, you're a 150 guy, like Chris Sale would be in my 150 mix today for sure. Like not not even overthinking that. So um with all that said, let's talk about Houston Bats. Um you know, looking at like Bregman this year, awful against lefties, but he doesn't strike out. Um, the guy, I mean, Chaz McCormick's been the guy who's been one of the best hitters in baseball yeah. uh, against left-handed pitching. But if they leave like Alvarez and Tucker, like Chris Sale, in all of his struggles and everything that he's dealt with injury-wise, the dude is still like elite, elite against left-handed hitters. Yeah, I, I don't have much interest in Houston here at all. But Chaz McCormick was the guy who was – expecting to look at the price and have a ton of interest in, but he's up to 4,800. Um, yeah. So you got to pay for it. If you want to go that route, Abreu has been really rough. He's still under 4k, but just the power has disappeared on him this season. Um, just, he's had a, a really down year and jolks at 2,800 might be the guy I have the most interest in, but it's not a stack. It's too expensive. Sale has too much talent for me to want to stack Houston here. Yeah. It's kind of where I'm at um kind of like the red sox here today though you know they're in fenway <sighs> christian Javier has just not been good we want to see like obviously want to see if devers is going to be back in the lineup because um that hurts like his his x-rays came back negative but they did say like he could miss a couple days um but i mean they also like there was a report from core that i read earlier today that said like he could be back here in this game so a uh, guy that's chasing you know 30 plus home runs you would love to see him in this Boston stack, but I mean, this is one of those things like Yoshida's kind of expensive. Verdugo's kind of expensive. Cassis's price is kind of caught up with the production recently, but I mean, it's a spot that I'm interested. Um, if Abreu cracks the lineup, will you Abreu? Uh, he piques my interest here in this matchup against Christian Javier at 2,900. Like he's going to be someone I think you can one off in expensive stacks today. Um, he's talented. We'll see. Like how how much of it translates to the bigs, but he's he's talented. I love that a brave call twenty nine hundred. Um, 
hits from the left side of the plate. That's exactly what we're we're looking for against Javier. Uh, Cassis is the other guy. I absolutely love in this spot. Uh, Yoshida at 4,700, like a hitter who hits the ball on the ground a little bit too much. So facing an extreme fly ball guy like Javier is a nice boost. Love Yoshida's profile in this spot. Um, I'm certainly chasing home runs here. I probably end up stacking them a couple times as well. Like the prices are climbing, but they're really left-handed and that's what I'm tar- targeting against Javier. So I could easily make it a three-man stack. I, I'll probably have a couple full stacks as well. Um, Abreu too is fast. Um, he has some wheels. He can steal bases. So um, adds to the upside for him as well. So like that, like that 2,900 price tag. He was drafted by Houston too. We got him in a trade like last year. Um, that's it. Moving on to the next game. We got Texas at New York facing the Mets. Um, Gray and Miguel facing off against each other. Nine total in this game. Rangers are 150 favorite. Uh, John Gray, 8,100 against the Mets in City Field. I would, I mean, I'm interested here, Keith. I think that the price is a fair price tag. Gets a nice ballpark upgrade going into City Field. Um, nice price tag, 8,100. What are your thoughts here on John Gray? Yeah, I wish he was a little bit cheaper. He's been down in that 6K range his last couple times he was on a slate. And if he was at that price, I'd have a ton of interest here. 8,100, I think I'm trying to go a little lower than that for some of my pitching. Um, he's in the pool, though. Like you mentioned, huge ballpark upgrade um, into, into City Field. He's been okay here recently. The Mets have not been outstanding. Their lineup falls off really quickly now. So I'm interested, but it's I think he's going to be a lower-owned guy for me on the slate. I, I'm targeting – like I'm looking in that 6K range as, as often as, as I can, I think. I think he's – He's more in a, a dead zone here for, for his price tag. Mets have kind of accepted the strikeouts in the bottom half of that lineup with like Ventos and Stewart, yeah. Vogelbach. Um, like they've just accepted like Al- Alvarez. So, I mean, like the upside is in that bottom half. Um, he might have like four or five guys with strikeout rates over like 20%, 25%. So um, it's nice like boost. They also some power in the bottom half of that lineup now too, um, with Stewart coming over. I, I, yeah, I mean, 8,100, like you said, it was nice when we were getting for like 6k. Um, but I, I think this is a good spot overall. I think it's a good spot for John Gray. I don't know how much we'll necessarily end up in this, um, like price range though. Like, I, I think that we're going to be in that like six, seven K range and then like the eight, nine K range. Um, so I don't know how much, I don't know how much will be in this like low 8K range, but uh, Tyler McGill on the other side of this game. I know Texas has been struggling, but there's no chance I play this guy um, in this spot. Yeah, just too many walks on the season. Um, 5,800 is a, a decent price for a fully stretched out pitcher, but Texas is still an elite offense. I, it is a ballpark downgrade. They have been struggling recently. I don't think I'm I'm getting to McGill today, though. No, no interest for me. Um I mean, I, if this game was in a different ballpark, I, I think Texas would be very stackable here um, in this spot. But I, I do, I like, you know, maybe targeting like Heim at catcher. 3600 I think, is a fair price tag for him. Um, if Martinez is in the lineup, JP Martinez, I think he's someone you could take a shot on at 2800 Like, we're trying to find some cheap bats today, right? Like, we're trying to pay up for a couple stacks. So, like, Going at one of these like cheap um, outfielders or something like that for Texas, I don't think is crazy. Yeah, I like the JP Martinez call. Um, not a great ballpark for, to want to stack. Limits their upside a little bit too much for me. 
Um, but Martinez as a cheap guy, definitely don't mind that. Nate Lowe would probably be my favorite hitter if I was just picking out one guy. With Seager and Simeon both over 6K, probably not going there too often in this in this park. Yeah, my notes say cheap Texas lefties. So Jankowski would, I think, would be another one of those potential guys um, at 2.9K. So, so just like cheap bats here for Texas. Great spot. McGill's not a guy that's going to blow the ball by anybody. It's just a bad ballpark. Uh, Mets bats against Gray. I mean, you could play Alonzo against anybody on any given slate. Um, he's, I think, one home run away from 40. You know, so he's just capable of beating anybody. I think, like, if you were going to target Vogelbach at 3K, I wouldn't talk you off of it, or Stewart at, like, 2,900. Just, like, these guys that are going to strike out or hit the ball super hard um, is where I would go. Yeah, Vogelbach and Stewart are the two guys that I'd be looking at here just trying to find a cheap home run. Um, lefty power is, has been a problem of John Gray's his whole career, so certainly don't mind those two cheapies. Uh, tons of power there. Not, not a stack for me, though. Um, moving on. We got Cleveland at Minnesota. This is a really interesting baseball game. We'll talk about it. I'm excited. Uh, eight and a half total here. <laughs> <laughs> the Twins are a 165 favorite. Um, the Twins are a favorite, but... We got Curry going up against my Maeda. Um, any interest here in Xavion Curry? I, I'm I am interested. I'm very concerned about the leash here. Like he's a guy who has been all over the map in terms of pitch count. He's pitched a lot out of the bullpen. Um, he's pitched as a bulk reliever quite a bit. He's made a couple of starts. Um, well, no. Okay, so really quick, I just want to know, like, note that awful the first inning against the Dodgers second inning was okay game rained and he didn't come back it was the same game as Kershaw where they like played a couple innings and then the game got yeah so I I had to look into it I'm not going to sit here and act like I remembered that off the top of my head but um (laughs) I I had to look into it because I'm the same thought like right the same way like all right we get a matchup against Minnesota they strike out a lot this dude's 5700 if is he going to get 30 pitches or 80 pitches again so um, I had the same thought, Keith. I was like, oh, man, is this guy, what is going on with this guy? And then I like looked it up, and it was the rain-shortened outing where he didn't even get the pitch in the third. So um, I assume that I assume that like we are going to get a normal five-ish innings if he's pitching okay. Yeah, and it, thanks for setting me on the, the right path here. Then I'm, I'm extremely interested. Uh, Minnesota strikes out at one of the highest rates in baseball, like you touched on. I know Curry doesn't have a strong strikeout rate on the season. Um, he's way down under 20%, 16.5% guy. So the ceiling is is a bit limited, but Minnesota helps with that a, a little. Um, he's 5,700 on a slate where we've already talked about how much we want to spend up for our bats. If I can get 15 DK points at 5,700, which I think is absolutely in the the range of outcomes here, uh, I'm going to take some shots at that. Yeah, and like this guy had plenty of strikeout stuff in the minors. He's not a huge prospect by any means. I'm just throwing it out there. Like so, um, I mean, he has the potential to be okay. Um, And okay, like you said, though, give me 15. Like I'm not even like I'm not greedy. I don't need 25. (laughs) I don't don't give me 25. Like if he's at 15 and he's done with the fifth inning, yank him. I do not want him to come back out in the sixth. <laughs> so <laughs> um yeah, I mean, you know, again, like where we're looking at paying up for Atlanta. Um, we're gonna talk about another stack that is expensive that I like too, but 
I mean, let's just say how it is. If we're wanting to pay up for Atlanta against Gomber and Coors, Curry potentially popular. Like, I think that, you know, he's someone that could get some ownership today. Um, maybe Kyle Moeller gets some ownership today. I don't think like Adam Wainwright's going to get a ton of ownership. I don't think McGill's going to get a ton of ownership. And I don't think Granky's going to get an ownership. So, like, if we're looking under 6K on DraftKings specifically, I think Curry and Moeller have the highest chance to get some ownership. I don't know what that ownership is going to be, but I think that those two guys get the the highest opportunity to get some ownership because of their matchups. Yeah, and if you're playing Braves, like if you're going premium Braves, you need two of these guys down here. There's there's a guy in the 6K range who I think is going to be very popular. Um, but as far as going under 6K, I, I agree. Curry is is the best option of the bunch down here. You can just say Kyle Kyle Harrison's going to be popular. Yeah, I mean, Harrison's yeah. going to be yeah. the key to everything on this slate. Yep. So, I mean, yeah, like, it's an interesting slate for sure. But, yeah, I think that – I think, like, okay, so, like, my initial, like, thought process as far as, like, this slate was leaving Acuna out of my Atlanta stack to make it a little bit cheaper and – or leaving Olsen out. But like if you leave Olsen out, I feel like that's like the move that most people will do here because it's lefty yeah, lefty. Yep. So like if you're leaving Acuna out and you're playing Olsen, you're making your brave stack different. I could see a stack where you could leave out Acuna and Olsen and you know get Riley, whoever catches Ozuna, start with those three guys and kind of go from there. Um if if Darno is in the lineup, it makes the Atlanta stack a lot easier to get to today, too, for what it's worth. So yeah, it's it's an interesting slate in that aspect. We're getting to that Atlanta game. Don't worry. Hmm. Um, the other side of this game, Kenta Maeda against Cleveland. Kind of just one of those scenarios, Keith, where I feel like Kenta Maeda throws a good game. Cleveland doesn't have a lot of power. But does he score enough? I, that's what I'm worried about. Like, just the overall upside here. Like, I could see Kenta Maeda scoring like 20 in this spot. But at 9,200, I don't think 20 is enough on a 12-game slate. Yeah, I agree. 20. I wouldn't be real happy with 20 at, at 9,200. I need 25 probably. Um, and it's the same thing. Like Cleveland is always a tough team to target because they just, they don't strike out. There's no power there. So it's, it's really length where you find a ceiling in a pitcher. And my age is not really a length guy. Um, he's going to be more in that 85 to 90 than he is going to be pushing 95 to a hundred. So I'm worried about the strikeout upside. He's has an excellent strikeout rate on the season um, near up, at 29%. So maybe he can get you six strikeouts, but he'd have to be six pretty clean innings and six strikeouts to, to get you that 25. So again, I, I think I'm going to be saving money as often as I can at pitcher. Maeda, I wouldn't kick him out of the lineup. He's fine. I think he's safe, kind of similar to the Gaussman situation. Like it, he probably has a good outing here, but does he put up the ceiling performance that can help you win a tournament? I'm not sure this is a spot for that. Uh, any interest in the Cleveland bats here? Uh, no interest in Cleveland bats at all. Yeah, I don't have any interest in Cleveland. I mean, you can one off Jose Ramirez, but I, I've said it so many times. I feel like it's a broken record. Jose Ramirez is an excellent hitter. I let him beat me on most slates. Um, he's just not a guy that I typically play a lot. And like he beats me. I mean, he has the upside to score 25 plus. He's done it twice in the last five games. Like, um, I mean, yeah, just I don't want to pay fifty five hundred for a one off on especially on this slate. Minnesota side, I mean, with Buxton on the IL with Naylor out, um, I mean, just an offense that is just struggling. Um, if Curry struggles, 
I see it being on the bats of like Walner, Julian, Kepler. So like if we are getting some ownership on Curry, I think like a little mini stack of like Walner, Julian, Kepler, Gallo, um, what, like three of those like power guys, that would be where I would go. Yeah, I, I think you're saving money here definitely and using them as a, as a little mini stack. Um, Kepler stands out at 3,600. I like the Walner call as well. Not a full stack. I have respect for Curry. He's probably an average pitcher at this point. Um, so, yeah, not, not a ton of interest in Minnesota, but if you want to save some money, I think they they make some sense. All right, moving on. We got San Diego at St. Louis, 9.5 total here. Padres are 175 favorite. Adam Wainwright, Blake Snell. Uh, let's start with Blake Snell here. 10-8. I mean, a guy that continues to show plenty of strikeout upside but continues to have i feel like one bad inning a start um <laughs> fading him has been fun um he went on that stretch where you just could not fade him st louis is a great offense on paper um especially against left-handed pitching you look at the the lineup here goldschmidt arnado Contreras. um they have plenty of right-handed hitters with low strikeout rates what are we doing with blake snell today we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I've been underweight on him the last couple, three times out also. Um, and it's worked out. Okay. Like he hasn't been terrible, but he just hasn't put up the the 30 that you kind of need at this price tag. Um, I kind of feel the sa same way on this one. And that's part of why I think it makes just roster construction makes so much sense on this slate. You want to spend on bats because we can poke holes in all of these 10 K 11 K pitchers. Um, it's a tough matchup against St. Louis. They line up against lefties really well. Snell has a, a massive walk problem, and he's always one pitch away from disaster. So I don't think I want to allocate a lot of my funds to that type of pitcher on this slate when I know I want to spend on bats. So same conversation as Gaussman for me. Unless he's like 5%, 10% owned, I'm, I'm going to be under the field on him. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I think this is a spot I'm underweight. Like, again, like I feel like it's all about like what tournaments you're playing too. 20 entry max, 150 entry max. You're getting exposure. Blake Snell is one of the few pitchers on the slate that can put up 35 plus. So um, his ceiling is definitely high. It's just for this price, you need him to have a ceiling game. And he could. Um, St. Louis, I mean, plenty of plenty of uh, ceiling spots against this offense this year. Sorry, Cardinals fans in chat. They, <laughs> they have been awful. Um, Adam Wainwright, no effing nope. chance. <laughs> nope. No chance. Padres, one of my favorite stacks on the slate to get off of the Braves today. Um, they're expensive. This is one of the – that's the stack, I, you know, I've been talking about, like an expensive stack. 
they have been struggling um, as a team. I mean, gosh, this team has so much talent. And they're just – I don't know what's going on with this team. But anyway, um, what are your thoughts here on the, the Padres' bets? Yeah, I mean, I you just – if Adam Wainwright's on the mound, you stack against him in 2023. That's just how it's been. Um, I hope he gets his 200, but I don't think it's going to be in this spot. San Diego should just tee off on him. Um, should be another short one for for Wainwright. They're a fantastic pivot off the Braves. They have as much upside as anyone not named the Braves on this entire slate. So definitely in play, one of the best pivots. Um, yeah, I mean, full stack them. They're they're expensive. Like Kim is up to 5k. That's a tough price for him. Uh, love Tatis at 6k Machado at 5,300. Soto's not a guy I love to play, but he's totally fine. He could absolutely hit two home runs, especially in this matchup against Wainwright. Um, Grisham is a cheap guy really like him. Uh, but yeah, one, one of the highest upside stacks on the slate. It's funny. I don't know how much you'd dig into. Like, I, I love like, um, on the betting side of things for like, second half betting i love looking at like expected win loss i think the padres have the highest differential in expected win loss to their actual win loss record um they're not yeah it's it's crazy i think their expected win loss is like 10 games better than their actual win loss so um if you're a padres fan kind of stinks but yeah i think this is a i think it's a fantastic stack i mean Adam Wainwright is a shell of Adam Wainwright from five years ago. And I mean, he was a pitcher that was phenomenal for years, for years. Adam Wainwright was just a phenomenal baseball pitcher. And he's just, he's not the same guy. 11% case, 250 ISO, 430 Woba. I mean, those are the numbers you love to see. 5% swinging strikes. Like if you can't attack the San Diego lineup, dude, they're just going to beat you. Um, So yeah, I love the Padres today. Um, Cronenworth went on the IL over the weekend. We could potentially get a cheap bat here to help make this stack work too. I don't know who it would necessarily be. Oh, um, was it going to be Matt Carpenter revenge? I don't know if it's Carpenter or um, didn't they call Batten back up? I remember seeing like a note that they called Batten back up and he's, he's cheap too. I think he's like 28 or 2,900. Yeah. They yeah, he, typically like to play him against lefties though. Um are yeah, you too I mean, concerned though with Adam Wainwright? <laughs> no, I'm not. Whoever's in the lineup, I'm playing him. Don't get me wrong. Uh, Cooper's another cheap guy that can play some first. They said Matt Carpenter. Matt Carpenter's played a few games here recently, like pinch hit. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's been a really rough season for him. So, but I would play him in this spot if he's in the lineup. Oh, I mean, twenty four hundred for punt first <laughs> base. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, Cardinals bats. Any interest in the Cardinals against Snow? <sighs> I mean, if he's if he's popular, I, I probably do find some stacks. Um, like they're expensive, the guys you want to play anyway. Goldie and Arenado, obviously. Um, Contreras is four K. I don't mind that. It's going to depend on on Snell's popularity though, because I, I like there's so many great offenses. Like we just talked about the Padres, I would I would much rather spend on the Padres. I would much rather spend on the Braves. Even Baltimore, we talked about at the beginning, I would would prefer. Like Snell's really good when he's on. He has strikeout stuff that gets him out of jams, um, but he he's going to put some traffic on the bases. So I, I do have interest in this Cardinal stack. I'll say this: um, someone put us on this in YouTube chat when we were doing podcasts last week. So shout out to whoever it was. I think it was Derek. Um, they have been pulling Arenado and Goldschmidt late in games. So like you're losing in at bat late in games. Yeah. 
you're playing them to face Snell, right? Like the lefty righty matchup. You're playing them for the ceiling against lefty righties, but like even like it just yeah. I mean, at these prices, like the only way I'm not I'm not touching Goldschmidt or Arenado in like a one off situation is kind of what I'm getting at. Um, just super worried about like losing in at bat late. Like, hey, I'm I'm in the running for a tournament. I need one more double from Arenado to really kind of put me out there. Hey, Arenado's been pinch hit for by <laughs> um, Win. Win's going to come in and pinch hit for Arenado. There you go. So um, shout out to whoever it was. I can't remember who it was, but I think it was Derek. Makes sense. He's the Cardinals guy. Um, we're moving on. We have Milwaukee at Chicago Cubs. Nine total, which never tells me anything about the wind. A nine total game doesn't tell me anything about wind and Wrigley. Um, tie on against Miley, 120 favorite to the Cubs here. Uh, what are your thoughts here on Milwaukee? Um, like I want to, I want both of these pitchers, I want to have interest in. Uh, I can't get excited about either one. We'll see how, how my build ends up, um, closer to lock. Right now, I kind of feel like I'm out on both. Miley just he doesn't strike enough guys out. The Cubs offense has been outstanding in the second half of the season. Um, they're second in all of baseball in WRC plus behind the Braves in the second half of the season. Miley 6,700, like the strikeouts are not going to be there. Can he survive six innings? Possibly. Um, I don't know. I, I, I'm really trying hard not to play either one of these guys, but I, I would play Tyon over Miley, I think, but I'm I and I'm pretty much out on Miley. Yeah, no interest for me on Miley. I'm finding the 800 bucks to get to Rodriguez at that point, um, or or just punting the position. Tyon's interesting here, uh, 6900. He's capable of like 20 plus. I don't know if you necessarily need him to go 20 plus in this spot. Um, he's all over the place. Um, there's no nothing safe about him. You know, the Milwaukee lineup, not a huge strikeout team. Like they brought over like Carlos Santana and Mark Kana and have just kind of limited their strikeouts a little bit here recently. I think Tyon could go out and have a, a solid start and get us around 15-plus. I think that's enough today, kind of going for these cheap guys. But, yeah, I mean, he's kind of – like, I definitely prefer Rodriguez for what it's worth. 600 bucks. I take a bat out of my lineup and get Rodriguez in there, prefer that. But I think, like, if you're trying to go – Tie on Rodriguez, like type of stack to get Atlanta in there and maybe fading Acuna and Olsen. It's doable. Um, what are your overall thoughts here on Tyon? I know he, you kind of already said that maybe you play him here. Yeah. I mean, I, it's only lukewarm interest at best. Like, I would definitely rather get up to Rodriguez as well or go down to Harrison. But like, I have a feeling I'm going to be looking for two of these type of guys in a lot of lineups. Um, so he might end up making the pool. Milwaukee's been on a tear too. Like they just, they will not lose. Um, I think it's five in a row they've won now and it's been against like brutal opponents, Texas and San Diego. Um, so Milwaukee's rolling a little bit. Tyon has not had a great season, but I think I can get 90 pitches here and it's like, it's sim similar to my life. Like, can he get through six innings and give me four or five, six strikeouts and get to 15 points is really the thing. 20 points would be phenomenal. Um, Maybe he makes a pool. I'm not excited about. Definitely not my favorite. Not even my favorite pitcher in this range. Uh, bats, Milwaukee bats here against Tyon. Any interest in them here? 
do have some interest. Obviously, want to check the wind in in Wrigley. If it's blowing out at all, I, I would have even more interest. Looks like um, it's a crosswind. Night before, okay. showing crosswind. Yeah, so maybe maybe not too much of an effect either way. Um, you definitely want lefty power against Tyon Yelich at, at fifty two hundred is is fantastic. Frelick's price is coming up. Um, don't know if I get there. Santana is cheap. Rowdy Tellez is back. I don't know if he's going to be in the lineup. It seems like they might be taking it slow with him. I think he was out of the lineup Sunday. Um, or maybe it was, it was Saturday he was out and then in Sunday. So it seems like he's been every other game. But he's he's 2,400. If he's in the lineup, I, I love this spot for Tellez. Um, I don't know if I full stack him. Mini stack I'm, I'm okay with. Uh, Yelich is, is a fantastic, in a fantastic spot. All the lefties are really, that's, that's what I'm looking at here is lefty power. Yeah. I mean, you can ease them back a little bit. They got a little bit of a buffer over the Cubs right now, but another series, I mean, yeah, it's still a little too early to be talking about like series mattering a ton, but I mean, both these teams, like a sweep in this series would be huge, um, for this NL central, um, race right here. So definitely. I love the Telus call, by the way. 2.4K. Love first base with some power that's cheap. Um, and Frillick is expensive because he's good. And I've been saying this ever since he got called up. You're all welcome. I am wrong all the time, but I wasn't wrong <laughs> about this guy. Uh, Cubby's bats, they're kind of pricey. Wade Miley is not typically a guy that I love to stack against. Like, he can go out and give up a home run. And like have an okay start and just not like you're not having like those ceiling games sometimes. Um, I think it's a stack or fade spot for me, uh, and I probably don't get there in a three entry max. Um, Jan Gomes is a one off. I, I don't hate that. He's thirty two hundred. He's been great against left handed pitching this season, so yeah. I don't mind maybe Jan Gomes at thirty two hundred as a one off. Yeah, I don't love the full stack because of the pricing. Um, like Bellinger over 6K, dude's been awesome this season, and he's been awesome against lefties too. Uh, if he was cheaper, I'd have interest. But like like you said, they're just too expensive. Miley, not a guy that typically gets blown up. Um, like there's just not a ton of cheap options. I love the Gomes call. Um, if Amaya happens to crack the lineup, he's 2,900. I'd be, be fine with that too. So cheap catchers. Is certainly fine. Suzuki at thirty six hundred, dude is finally starting to come around. Recently, um, was struggling all season long, basically until here recently. But historically, or at least last season, hit lefties really, really well. So thirty six hundred for Suzuki, I don't mind. Um, I, yeah, I'm, I'm not in love really with the the higher end bats. So, I have a question for you. I know you like, you watch a lot of Braves. We typically want to attack low strikeout guys with like Patrick wisdom, um, a guy that I don't think anybody's going to be playing today. When we look at Miley, 14% Ks against righties generates hardly any swinging strikes against right-handed hitters. Like, is this a spot we attack the, the power of Patrick wisdom at like no ownership? Yeah. I mean, I, if he's in the lineup, like they, he just has not been playing since they acquired Candelario. So I'm not sure that he's even going to be in the lineup. If he is, I, I think that's exact. This is exactly the type of spot you want to attack wisdom. I mean, they, they've DH'd him a couple of times, haven't they? Yeah. I, and then against the lefty, that's where he's going to play. He's probably going to hit eighth or eight or ninth. Um, but yeah, against a matchup against a low strikeout pitcher, exactly the spot you want to, you want to target wisdom. So. That, that could make it a nice little, like the Suzuki Wisdom Gomes three, man. I, I'd be all over that if he's in there. Now we're talking. Like, I'm not excited. If it's, if it's not Wisdom, it's going to be Madrigal, which I'm I'm not excited to play Madrigal. 
You mentioned a cheap catcher, dude. You're talking my love language. We got Pirates <laughs> and Royals, nine total in this game. Pick em game. Pick em game. Oviedo against Granky, and it's a pick em game. Man, too much, re- too much, uh, too much respect for the name Zach Granky. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, Juan Oviedo, I don't hate this like Rodriguez Oviedo pairing to get some bats today. Um, I don't know, like, what type of Atlanta stack you're still looking at if you're doing that, like the two 7K guys. But, I mean, as much as we like bats today, I could see myself going to, like, these two 7K guys. I think Oviedo, he's gone over 20 fantasy points in four of his last six starts. The Royals are extremely hit or miss. Um, am, I, am I crazy here, Keith? I, I don't think you're crazy at all. I, I have interest as well. Um, Oviedo's been extremely inconsistent but when he's on like he's been pretty good he coming off a great start against the cardinals five innings five strikeouts one run uh if he, if he can do that here against kansas city i'd be totally thrilled with that for for 7300 um kansas city not necessarily an offense that scares me obviously bobby witt's amazing but sal perez has had a down season and there's not not a lot in this lineup outside of that so oviedo very much in play for me I'm always going to call him Oviedo. There is a town by where I grew up, and it was expelled the exact same way. I'm always going to call him Oviedo. Um, <laughs> he limits his walks and his power against righties. So, I mean, when you're looking at the Royals, like, power, I mean, I just – I was looking at this before, and I wrote him down, and I was like, man, this – everything makes sense. I mean, Garcia has been hitting okay. He's righty. Witt's been the best hitter in this lineup. He's a righty. Perez is one of the best hitters in this lineup. He's righty. Nelson Vasquez, ever since he got called up, has been crushing um, right-handed pitching, but he's a righty. So I feel like this is a spot, like, you look at where he's had success in the matchups that he's had success, and it was against right-handed heavy offenses. So I I think he's very, very playable here today. And again, a little bit too much respect for Zach Greinke, um, his name here. Uh, Speaking of that guy, Hey, he's not going to walk people. Like if you uh if you stumble across a Zach Granke under one and a half walks line anywhere, uh, jump on that because this guy's just committed to throwing strikes and not doesn't even care. He's like, hit me. I don't, I'm not walking people. Um, thoughts on Zach Granke? I know he pitched okay um, in his four innings last time out. I mean. He's throwing less than 60 pitches in these outings. Well, like, he came back that he was out for a couple weeks. Yeah, you're right. That was it. Yeah, this came back. Yeah. Um, but even before, like all season long, he's been in the eight, like 80. So I don't know. He's 6K. It's the only reason we're even considering this. And, he, and it's a matchup against Pittsburgh. Like to fit in Braves, I, I don't think it's crazy. I don't think I'm going to be doing it much. Like the two guys we just talked about, Tyon Miley. And Granky, throw him in a bucket, and maybe maybe you can find 15 points there. I, it's not exciting. It it might just be something that's necessary for this slate if you want to if you want to play a ton of Braves, but not not excited about it at all. I'm not playing Zach Granky. I will play others. I was gonna say <laughs> I'd play anybody else in this range, but I'm not playing Adam Wainwright either. So. Um. Dude, man, so I'm kind of, like I'm assuming that Harrison's going to be like 30% owned just because he makes everything work on this slate. If yeah. he's not, then you just go way overweight on Harrison and, and you forget about all these old guys who don't strike anybody out. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Pirates bats. Um, I mean, Reynolds over the last 30 days has been phenomenal. I think his ice was like 360 against righties. Been crushing. Um, Loki, Connor Joe has been really good against righties here recently. I was looking at his stats before we got rolling here. Um, kind of like Pittsburgh. They get a ballpark upgrade because they're outside of Pittsburgh and Pretty much anywhere else they play is going to be an upgrade. Um, I could see myself mini stacking some of these Pittsburgh bats today. Just, I mean, there's some cheap bats at the bottom half. Like Rodriguez is cheap. Bay has been hitting leadoff. Um, he's like 3K. So I think I might use some of these guys. Um, Pegaro at 2.8K. Like if he cracks the lineup. Um, Palicious is someone that has been playing at like 2.4K. Like, Granky's not going to throw the ball by anybody. He's going to pitch the contact. Why not take some of these cheap bats here? Um, Alfonso Ravis at 2.3. Like, I kind of like a little mini stack from Pittsburgh today. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you here. They're cheap. Um, like, Jack Sawinski has been just awful. But, but is he really going to get struck out by Zach Granky? I don't think so. We just had this conversation with Wisdom. These guys with massive strikeout rates facing extremely low strikeout pitchers, man, that that's exactly the spot that we love to target these guys. So Sawinski, Pagaro, um, Palacios. Yeah. I mean, they're, and they're all cheap. So you can spend on Reynolds if you want. I think I play him more as a, a three man cheap stack, like on the other side of Braves or something like that, or Padres. Um, but I, I love the value mini stack here. Alfonso Rivas has a 250 ISO against right-handed pitching over the last month. He also strikes out 30% of the time. Perfect spot for him. Yeah, I was going to say, that's just just the type of spot you're looking for. Uh, As far as Kansas City, I mean, I want lefties against Oviedo. And, I mean, maybe like a Melendez type of play. Mason, Michael Massey, um, 3.2K at second base. He's someone that has a little bit of power. I don't mind, like, maybe some of these cheap lefties here um, if Oviedo is going to get a little bit of ownership. Yeah, same thought, thoughts from me. Massey, Melendez, uh, Isbell, if he cracks the lineup. Drew Waters, if he's in there. Waters, uh, yeah, I forgot about him. Yeah, I mean, it, it's lefties that you definitely want, and I think you save some money, another another value, mini stack. All right, we've talked 55 minutes on this podcast. Um, just to get to this point, everybody's been waiting for us to you know, tell them to play Atlanta in cores if they can. 12 and a half total. Atlanta's a 240 favorites. Elder and Gomber. Um, we're going to start here with Bryce Elder, right? He's pitching for Atlanta. Who cares? Um, so I really I, I opened the slate. I was like, man, if they would have just enticed us a little bit with Bryce Elder today, as bad as this Colorado team is, maybe. But his, his struggles with lefties, I think, is still too much for me to have a lot of interest in him in course. Yeah, I, I have no interest in, in 8,300. Um, Colorado can put, what, four lefties in there probably against him. It's Coors Field, um, 18% strikeout rate. I'm out. Any interest, because it's my job to ask, <laughs> um, in Austin Gomber? You are insane if you play Austin Gomber on this slate. 
All right, so I have a question for you. You run 150 teams. You somehow decide, all right, I don't care what happens. I'm going to try to script 150 Atlanta teams, and I'm just going to take my shots with pitching, right? Do you throw like a like a $12 single entry on an Austin Gomber? Like just in case he has that like game of his life? <laughs> um, I mean, no. you're that invested? <laughs> like, okay. What is it? It's like fifteen hundred bucks to ten max to ten dollar. I don't know if it's ten dollars anymore. It's like fifteen, right? Fifteen. So like, yeah. You're like over two k invested. You're like, I'm not wasting twelve dollars on an Austin Gomber team. I'm just like general strategy thought. Like, just curious on your thoughts. I mean, I I'm a hundred percent. By the way, hundred percent throwing away twelve dollars. <laughs> yeah. I hope. Um, and trying like even if you win the twelve dollar tournament, I don't even think you um will make your money back on the, unless like you min cash some teams, but um, just saying. Yeah. I mean, not something I would do. I don't generally play like that, but I, I get it. There are situations. I think that's viable. I just, I don't see any way that Gomber puts up a performance that wins you a tournament is, is the thing. Like, even if he has some success here, isn't it going to be like six innings? He's not going to go clean. I wouldn't think clean six shutout innings is like, I don't know, a 2% outcome, maybe probably not even that much. Um, and he's, and in, like the strikeouts aren't there either. Atlanta doesn't strike out. So even if he has success, does he put up enough points to win you a tournament? No, I mean, I'm just, okay. Just saying if I am running 150 teams, I am putting a $12 single entry on Austin Gomber and hoping that I took that 12 bucks and lit it on fire. I'm just <laughs> That's how my mind thinks. Um, let's talk Atlanta bats, dude. Um, you were going to get some people, and we already have Alan in, in, in chat says, first night in cores, are you worried about that? I'm always worried about that. I mean, it's it's a thing. There's no actual science to it. There's no actual numbers unless somebody's actually done it. But you can tell the first night in core is not the same. But where are you not? What ballpark are you not playing Atlanta against Austin Gomber? I, I mean, this is the best offense against a below average pitcher. Um, look at their numbers. I mean, Ronald Acuna has been fantastic. Riley's been fantastic. Ozuna has been fantastic. Arcia has been fantastic. Yeah. Like they're all really good against lefties. I mean, you're playing this team in any ballpark against Gomber. So um, their team ISO against lefties for what it's worth is 235. 200 is an elite ISO. Their team ISO is 235. Yeah. All right. Um, let's talk strategy and roster construction. You can you can play any of the nine Bravers that crack the lineup. Me and Keith agree on that. There's no doubt about it. Yep. Let's talk roster construction and strategy, how you're approaching the Atlanta Braves um, today. Yeah, so I, you mentioned Arcia being great against lefties. He's going to hit at the bottom of the order. He's 4,600. That's like the only semblance of a value bet that we're going to get here probably unless Kevin Pillar cracks the lineup. So I think Arcia is going to be a huge part of my build. The other way is if if Darno catches ahead of Murphy, like the Braves are going to be like massive chalk. I'm not sure how owned they're going to be if we don't get Pilar and we don't get Darno. Like – Acuna 7k Olsen 6900 I think playing Olsen lefty lefty is is going to be pretty different like people can look at the numbers and and they're going to see that Olsen's been really good against lefties this year 
Um, but they, there's still going to be those people that are like, oh, lefty, lefty, I don't want to play him. So I think Olsen is, is a good way to get unique, play him over Acuna. Um, I, I don't know. Like I, I'm really curious to see where these ownerships are going to be because it, it is extremely hard to fit five Braves in a lineup. You know what makes it easier? Luke Williams cracks the lineup over Nicky Lopez today. That, that would make it easier. But what type of ownership would Luke Williams, even having hitting ninth in this spot, get today? Like, it would have to be like some ridiculous number, right? Like, it would be fifty yeah. percent, I think, in most tournaments. Like, so I think like if Luke Williams cracks the lineup and you're playing Atlanta, like, you have to get different somewhere. Like, that's where I think the, um, that's where it becomes interesting. Like, if you go Olsen over Acuna um albies joined the team on saturday or sunday he could be back and like williams might get sent down uh, that that will be the corresponding move in my opinion or pilar gets dfa'd um so that would add a wrench into things too because you i mean ozzy albies facing <laughs> a lefty in cores i mean that's a guy you want so it just comes down to it just comes down to roster construction how do I get different with my Atlanta stack? You're kind of hoping that uh, Rosario gets the day off and Pilar starts. Pilar would be a huge pinch risk, hit, pinch risk, pinch hit risk. Can't there talk. <laughs> um, he would be a risk for that situation. Von Grisham might start. He would be a pinch hit risk as well. Um, I mean, they, dude, I don't know. Um, any cheap guy, and by cheap, anybody in 5K that cracks the line for Atlanta is going to be popular today. Yeah. Um, so yeah, my I favorite love that, Atlanta... that Ozuna has been priced up. Like yeah. we've been talking about how expensive the Braves have been for two months now, but and even when we were talking about that, like Ozuna and Rosario were thirty five hundred. Now they're they're up to five K, both of them. So it is extremely difficult to fit in five five Braves unless we get somebody like like Luke Williams in the lineup here. I will say really quick, Ozuna is my favorite hitter from Atlanta today. Um, so there you go. Love it. Yeah. Let's talk Rockies. They're cheap. <laughs> um elder stinks against lefties like do we take shots on blackman at 4500 heck yeah we do um yep. nolan jones is a guy that i love today um what type of ownership is he going to get at 4600 today um i don't think it's that much so yeah i mean mcmahon nolan jones blackman these three lefties that potentially crack the lineup today like i think they're all in really good spots um against elder Yep, I, I like the Rockies quite a bit here. I think they're going to be completely forgotten about because everybody's playing Braves. Um, but Elder can be beaten uh, by left-handed bats. So love the Nolan Jones call, McMahon, Blackman, uh, Toglia, I believe, is left-handed as well. 3,300 from him. He's a switch hitter. So, yeah, he'll hit, against the le- he'll hit from the left side against Elder. I don't know if, if I full stack him. Maybe you throw in somebody cheap like Rodgers. Um Doyle has some speed. Like you find a cheap righty to, to make it a four man or five man. Uh, but I love these lefties here for sure. Not to get too sidetracked really quick. Um, for the last 20, 25 minutes, I've been trying to find, um, I have a Dyson fan. I've been trying to find the remote. Couldn't find it. I had a disc off disc on my desk and it was underneath it. And um, that was driving me crazy that I couldn't <laughs> find my remote. It was just right in front of me the whole time. Oakland at Seattle, no total in this game. Um, it was announced that Moeller will start after being kind of a long reliever here recently. 
Uh, Wu going to start for Seattle. He just came back from the IL only through 65 pitches. Um, they said that he was only going to throw four innings in that game. So we knew that was going to happen. They announced it before game. So maybe we get some kind of announcement here again. Um, Moeller, 5,300. Any interest in him against Seattle? I mean, I love the Seattle bats in this spot, but Moeller is 5,300. He's been okay, honestly, since coming back. He was getting his face absolutely punched in at the beginning of the season. He's been better his last two times out. He's only thrown 66 pitches and 67 pitches in those two starts, though. Um, like I said, I love Seattle. They're one of my favorite stacks on the on the slate. But I think you have to consider some Mueller just because of the $5,300 price tag. I mean, we're talking about playing guys like Zach Greinke and Wade Miley because of their price. So I, I wouldn't kick Mueller out of the pool. It's just kind of a necessary thing to be able to play some Braves is you need two cheap pitchers and, and Mueller's cheap. Yeah, I mean, you're not, you don't feel good about playing Kyle Muller here. You do feel good about like a, a guy that's not a huge strikeout guy facing a team that just strikes out at such a massive clip. Like yep. they, they have the second highest strikeout rate in baseball against left hand pitching this season. Like Julio Rodriguez, 32%, Suarez, 34.5%, Cal Riley, 34%, Teoscar Hernandez, 31%. Like all of these guys that can take this dude deep also strike out a huge clip. This game's in Seattle, pretty neutral ballpark. Um, he's 5,300. I mean, he threw only 66 and 67 pitches last two starts because he was pitching in long relief. Do Does he get 85 here because he's starting instead of doing the opener long relief situation? Tough to say. I like the chances better if they let him actually start this game for him to, you know, throw five innings. So, um, I mean, I don't love it. There's, gosh, <laughs> you obviously don't love it, but I mean, if you're trying to play Atlanta, I think he's viable. Uh, Brian Wu on the other side of this game. Hope we get some information on him. Um, I mean, kids gloves, right? I feel like this is a team that's gonna be very, very careful. This guy is like future. Um, they're, I mean, they're in a tough race as well. Like the whole American League has like it, it's just so separated. You have like the good teams, and then everybody else is just way, way, way down here. Um, any thoughts here on Wu? Um, 7,900 against Oakland. Yeah, I mean, against Oakland is kind of the key thing. If we can get 80 pitches, I'm very interested at 7,900. Um, if it's 70, 75, like I think he, I think we're getting at least 75 pitches here. Um, and in a matchup against Oakland, I, I have interest. I think Brian Wu is an outstanding pitching prospect, extremely talented, big fastball, uh, and he, he's facing a team that strikes out a ton. So I'm interested. Concerned about the, the pitch count, obviously, but – Give me 85 pitchers, or eight, I, th I think 80 is probably the ceiling. 15 pitching increase is, is pretty standard. Um, so in the 80 range, probably like 78 to 82 is what, where I would put it. Um, I'm, I'm extremely interested against Oakland. When he came back earlier this year, um, he wasn't like a spring training opening day guy because he was hurt. So when he came back, or he got called up, I can't remember. Maybe he, he got called up. He didn't start the season with Seattle, but when he Correct. got called up, yeah. He got rocked in his first start and only threw 47 pitches through 81. Um, so I think like a 15 to 20 pitch increase here is super doable for Wu. Um, I wouldn't be shocked though. This is why I kind of want some news, but I wouldn't be shocked if they do innings again instead of pitch count. Like, hey, you're going to be capped at five innings today. I mean, it could be great if he's throwing really, really efficient, but I mean, the price tag is, is fantastic. So hopefully we get some news on him. Um, Oakland's a team that I've been playing a lot 
I don't gosh, I it feels dirty even saying that, but um like everybody just instantly stacks against Oakland and I get it, but I don't think I'm playing Oakland in this spot. There's been plenty of times I think you could play Oakland. I don't think this is one of them. Yeah, I don't think so either. Um I just have too much respect for the talent of Wu. Um the prices are coming up a little bit. Like Geloff has been smashing, he's over 5k. Like there, there are plenty of cheap value pieces, and I think that's the only place I would even be looking to, if I like Noda at, at thirty two hundred. Um, yeah, I mean it's it's Butler at twenty one hundred. Like probably those two guys, I'd be looking for a home run there, but not much outside of that. All I'm gonna say is, you know, you're a '90s kid when you're like anytime Brian Wu's pitching, all you can think about is woo 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 Kenny Wu. <laughs> Cincinnati at San Francisco. If you didn't get that, you're not a '90s kid, um, or '80s kid. Man, maybe I'm an '80s kid. <laughs> Cincinnati at San Francisco. I'm getting old. Eight and a half total in this game. Uh, pick 'em game. Slight favorite to the Giants at minus one fifteen. Abbott and Harrison facing off against each other. Um, my favorite pitcher on the slate today is Andrew Abbott, and I was curious to see your thoughts before I give my thoughts. Um, I've already just kind of laid out how much I like him. Uh, what are your thoughts on Abbott? I mean, he's been phenomenal this season, and he gets a matchup against San Francisco, who strikes out a ton against left-handed pitchers. They strike out a ton in general, but even even more against lefties. Um, it's their th- let's see fourth highest in in strikeout rate against lefties, twenty five and a half percent. Like, as if I'm spending up, he's my favorite pitcher to spend up for. Like over Gaussman. Over Snell, I, I would rather have Andrew Abbott than than go up to those guys. Um, Gallon gets the Dodgers, so no chance I'm doing that. I think if I'm spending up, Andrew Abbott's the guy. Yeah, I mean that's how I feel, right? Like if we we talked about these 10K guys, and I mean you can make an argument for any of them, right? Gaussman, I just don't see a huge gap in like ceiling from Gaussman to Abbott. Floor, yes, I get it. I'm a tournament player. I don't play cash games. I like the ceiling for Abbott more than I like the floor for Gaussman, if that makes sense. Um, So, I mean, huge strikeout guy against a huge strikeout offense. I just absolutely love this spot. This team has been one of the worst teams in baseball against left-handed pitching all season. And you don't get many ballpark upgrades like this from Cincinnati to San Francisco. I mean, let's be honest. So. Uh, and I think Kyle Harrison's going to be the chalky pitcher on the other side of this game. You know, you kind of already alluded to it as well. We both kind of feel like Kyle Harrison's going to get some ownership today. Let's talk about it. Um, I mean, this is a, a much better team against right-handed pitching. So the lefty here, uh, what are your thoughts on Harrison? Yeah, I mean, without considering ownership, he's clearly the my favorite pitcher on the entire slate. This is one of the best pitching prospects in all of baseball. The Reds have been trending in the wrong direction. They've been striking out a ton recently. Over the last 30 days, they have the third highest strikeout rate in baseball, 27.5%. Kyle Harrison's an elite pitcher. Um, the only concern here is the pitch count. He threw 65 pitches in his major league debut. He's fully stretched out. I expect that th- that number to climb a little bit. So 75 to 80 pitches against this Cincinnati team that strikes out a ton um, is worse against lefties. He's $6,500. He has a 30% strikeout rate in the minors. He struck out four and three and a third inning, struck out five and three and a third innings in his debut against Philly. So this is an elite pitcher. He's way too cheap. This is a fantastic matchup as well. I see a ton of upside here, even if the pitch count's limited. Yeah, this is a guy that was top five AAA prospects coming into the season. Um, 
like top 20 overall, top five, just in AAA. Top Giants prospect in the organization. This kid, like big fastball, big fastball. Throws two pitches. He needs to develop a third pitch to be like elite elite. But I mean, this dude, big heat, big fastball, big slider. Um, And he is capable of having big games. So um, yeah, a lot of interest in Harrison. And I'm glad to see him finally called up. Let's be honest. So, um, but any lefty that can throw like 95 plus is typically going to succeed in the MLB. So just needs that third pitch. And all these people that compare him to Randy Johnson, y'all are crazy. Um, <laughs> let, let's be honest. Come on, man. Randy Johnson was a generational talent. Yeah. Um, Cincinnati bats, man. I don't like the pricing, right? I, I like McLean. I like steer. I like these guys against lefty. I just hate the pricing. I'm not playing these guys today. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm going to be heavily invested in Harrison. No, no interest in the Cincinnati bats, massive ballpark downgrade. Like you said, I know we don't like talk betting all the time. It's also what you and I both do for scores and odds. Kind of like the under on this game, man, like eight and a half. I think that we, we see a pretty low scoring game here. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you on that. Oh, giants bats before we move on. Any interest? No, I mean, it's like just the ballpark. Abbott's been awesome this year. Like the, Abbott's been a little bit lucky if you look at the underlying stuff, but he's like, this is a great spot for him. I'm, I'm not playing San Francisco here. Yeah, I mean, the only thing that somewhat would pique my interest, um, Bailey at 3,400, J.D. Davis at 3,500. But yeah, I'm, I'm Abbott's my favorite pitcher today. So we finish out in L.A. with Arizona in L.A. Eight and a half total. Um, Diamondbacks and Dodgers here. Dodgers a slight 135 favorite. Miller and Gallon, two phenomenal pitchers. I mean, Miller's a talented young pitcher, and Gallon's found his stride this season. I think he has like 14 or 15 wins. Um, he's been great. I mean, one of the leading candidates here for the Cy Young. So it's just he gets a matchup against the Dodgers. Like, this is the type of matchup that like if you want to boost your where you're at in the Cy Young you go out and dominate this game but I don't think I can trust it for DFS yeah I mean I feel similarly but this guy like he's had a gauntlet he's went through San Diego twice in Texas his last three and he's been good in all three of them um strikeouts were way down the second time against San Diego but we see that a lot when guys face the same team in back-to-back starts he put up 30 DK points in against Texas and 30 the first time against San Diego so it's not out of the question that he could dominate this Dodgers offense. I don't think it's the most likely outcome. I don't think anybody's playing Gallon either is the other thing. Um, like he, we're getting a slight discount here. He probably should be 11 K he'd be 11 K if the matchup was a little bit better. Um, so I, I think you can take some shots, but it's, it's large field tournament and it's an ownership play at best. The Dodgers are obviously elite. One of those things like, Paying up to be contrarian makes sense. Like if you want to pay up a pitcher instead of, you know, play expensive bats and just take, I mean, if the Braves don't crush, like they have to crush, they have to crush the Braves hit like three home runs today. They're unless it's from one guy, they're not going to be optimal at these prices. So, or the cheap guy hits the three home runs or yeah. So, um, but yeah, I mean, paying up to be contrarian, tough, tough matchup. I mean, it's just a tough matchup. Like if you just get over, if you overlook the the matchup, maybe Zach Gallon's in play. Bobby Miller has a tough matchup too. Arizona Diamondbacks, one of um, if not the hottest team in baseball right now. Um, they have been playing phenomenal. Them and the Mariners. The Mariners have been playing really good recently. Um, but yeah, Arizona's been playing 
really solid here. But yeah, two of the two of the best teams in the NL. Um, any interest here in Miller? I played quite a bit of him against Cleveland, just kind of discounting that like Cleveland doesn't strike out a ton. This is an extre- extremely similar matchup to Cleveland. Um, he went six and a third. He gave up four runs, which I, I feel like he could do a little better than that from a run prevention standpoint. Only five strikeouts in six and a third innings, though. So, I mean, that's kind of what – like, you need some length to get any sort of upside here. He's 8,800. If he was still, like, 7,500, I would have slight interest. But the the Diamondbacks just don't strike out enough. Um, he's fully priced, so I, I'm probably off Miller. Oh, yeah. I don't like bats in this game either. I think this is just one of those games where I hope it just kind of stays low scoring. Yeah, I, I don't like either side for the bats. Two two really good pitchers. Um, no thanks. Well, I'm out. Let's play the morning grind game and get out of here. We ran long today. We're sorry for long podcast, but that's what they get for giving us a 12-game slate on Monday <laughs> when I'm not even awake yet from NASCAR. Uh, under 8K to get six or more strikeouts. Who do you got? Kyle Harrison's the guy today. Elite, elite fastball, elite slider, like you mentioned, 30% plus strikeout rate in AAA this year. Uh, looked really good in his major league debut, Harrison. Well, thank you for giving me the layup. I'll take Grayson Rodriguez against the <laughs> awful White Sox. Uh, over 8K to score under 15. Who's your bust today? Christian Javier. Uh, Boston just doesn't strike out. Javier doesn't strike out lefties, and Boston's going to throw a bunch of lefties at him. So I am completely out on Javier. Yeah, I like that call a lot. Um, I don't know. I don't want to say elder because I feel like that's cheating. I'm, I guess I'm going to go like way off the board today and say Blake Snow, or he's going to score 40. So <laughs> that's always, that's... I'm either going to be like really smart, like genius for fading Blake Snow, or just <laughs> like an absolute um, wrong, absolutely wrong. But anyway, over 4K to hit home run, not in cores. God, got to throw that out there really strong today. Um, not yeah, in course. For sure. Uh, give me Julio Rodriguez. He's just been the hottest man on the planet here recently. Gets a matchup against Kyle Muller and a terrible Oakland bullpen. Uh, love Julio today. Um, I already said the Padres are my favorite pivot off the Braves. This team has been struggling. What a spot to get back on, on schedule here against Adam Wainwright. Give me Fernando Tatis Jr. to hit more home runs than Ronald Acuna today. Under Love 4K it. to get two hits. Who's your cheap bet that you like today? Um, Give me – I think there's several options. We talked a lot of, about a lot of cheap mini stacks. I, I like some Baltimore against Kopech, and I, I like lefties. Adam Frazier is uh, with 3,400 3, against Michael Kopech, who struggles with lefties. So give me give me Frazier. I like that one. Um, I'm going to go Willer Abreu. I already talked about him. Um, Love that call you know, top 20 prospect in Boston's organization has some power, has some speed. Um, so yeah, I like Willer Abreu today at 2,900, assuming he starts, I assume he starts today. Uh, stack to score six or more runs. Give me the Mariners. Uh, Muller has been better since coming back up, but I just, I don't believe in him. He's a really low strikeout guy. Seattle has been red hot. Uh, and even if they can't get it done against Muller, they've got that terrible bullpen. So Seattle will score more than six. I like that um, for sure. I mean, I have a couple teams written down, wrote, wrote down, wrote down. <laughs> I'm tired, man. 
Um, give me Boston to get the job done today. I already said I like San Diego a lot. I really like Boston today. You know, you don't love stacking against Houston. Um, their bullpen is not a joke. Their top 10 bullpen. But yeah, I like this spot for Boston today. Uh, Keith, any final thoughts before we get out of here? Don't have anything else. Oh, we'll see you back tomorrow. Um, thanks again for pinch hitting. Um, yeah, I mean, we're going to get out of here. Hope everyone has a fantastic Monday. Hope everyone had a fantastic weekend. We'll be back tomorrow talking more baseball. We'll see you then. Have a good night.